When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com for all of your equipment, apparel, and accessory needs. They've even got training aids. They've got all the great stuff from all the brands that you hear on our podcast every week. So once again, that is WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. You know what we like to do here. This is Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com, as always. You can find us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered, and you can send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. You are listening to this most likely either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or at thehackersparadise.com because we are part of their radio network along with our friends over at Off Course. Every Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cleveland's Rickson at Zegzio. You guys know I love their equipment, been playing it for years, will continue to do so just because it's so darn good. Well, folks, today it's just you and me again. Had a little bit of a really weird week uh, for some personal reasons as well as just, you know, the weather's changing. Only had the chance to get out on the golf course once, which I know I can hear all of you say, oh, poor Adam. <laughs> but this has been a year where I've actually played a ton of golf. And uh, one day a week is actually kind of kind of low for me. So, you know, being stuck at home is one of those things that you just want to get out and try to do something during the day when you can. And whether it be during a lunch hour or even just after work for me, because I do have that, that day job that you guys know about, I'm able to go out and, you know, hit a few balls, maybe even play nine holes over at Ruffled Feathers here in Lamont, Illinois, which I enjoy going to uh, pretty often. And that's really one of the things that I enjoy doing the most. You know, uh, certainly, you know, I'm 38 now. I, you know, I have the job during the day. I'm able to talk to all of you at night. And... You know, I, I love going out and just spending some time on the course. And one of the things that really, uh, you know, especially when I'm playing by myself, I, I really like to try out different pieces of equipment. And every so often I'll get take out, you know, whether it's, you know, a set of, you know, muscle back blades that I've got here, or if I go and I take out my cavity backs, or I've got, you know, even hybrid sets that I've tried over the years. I always like to see what these clubs will do for me as a golfer, but also what it could mean for others who listen to this show as well as who go out to the website, golfandfilter.com. As I was perusing the, uh, the Hackers Paradise member forums uh, the other day, I saw a pretty interesting conversation around forgiving clubs. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that we talk a lot about the benefits of not only going to get fit, which everyone should do, but also, you know, what, what club type is best for your game? There's really no good answer for that, but the way that the conversation was going over the forum was, you know, should I consider, you know, the general I, consider more forgiving golf clubs? You know, I go back and forth with that, and, you know, honestly, in the, in that thread um, where I'm a member and I'm pretty active over there, you know, I did mention that, yes, you should definitely go buy forgiving clubs. The most forgiving clubs that you can look down at, as our mutual friend JB 
uh, has told me before. That's the way he describes it. Whatever it is that you're comfortable looking at, as far as forgiveness, whether it be club head thickness, top line thickness, you know, soul thickness, and you'll notice that there's a common word that I'm using in those descriptors. Try it. So what are you going to experience there? What are you going to expect or what can you expect from using a more forgiving club? Well, that's going to be today's conversation. It's really going to be me giving you my thoughts on should you play a more forgiving golf club? Because while the overall answer may be yes for everybody, the same type of forgiveness might might not be the same for everybody. So after we get back from this quick word, I'll explain what I mean. Hold tight. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. No big hype, no big price, but definitely a big deal. Take advantage of their factory direct model where you cut out the middleman and get the best products shipped to your door direct from the company. They've got a demo program to try out their products before you buy, a trade-up program to get these clubs in your hands even quicker, and special financing where you can split your payment into four to make these clubs even more affordable. Go to BenHoganGolf.com to learn more. All right, folks, so we are back, and today's topic, as I mentioned before, is should I buy more forgiving golf clubs? Well, when you think about forgiveness, you want to think about, first of all, where you are right now with your current golf game. Now, clearly, there's a wide spectrum of different handicaps. You could fall anywhere between, you know, 36 all the way down to scratch, and some of you lucky ducks out there probably also have a plus handicap. I would say that regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, a more forgiving golf club is probably going to help your game regardless of where you are. Okay, and that includes anyone who's on the PGA Tour, that includes anyone who's just starting out the game. And this has been one of these these years where, you know, because everyone's getting out to play golf, it's one of the few things that you can get out and actually do outdoors, uh, or at least it was early on in COVID land. People are asking me, Adam, what kind of club should I buy? I'm a beginner. I want to get out there and try these things. Well, there's really no good you know, answer for that. And you guys know that. If you're listening to this show, you know that there are many different options out there. But let's try to break this down. Let's try to break this down a little bit. If you're the type of golfer that just wants to get into the game right from the start, you know you're a beginner, you're trying this out for the first time, or maybe you're coming back to the game and you're looking at your old set of golf clubs and you probably got them from your grandpa or from a hand-me-down and they're these just dangerous-looking medieval devices. You know, they're very thin, they look very uh, sharp, they almost look like butter knives. Chances are, if you've not been playing, you you don't want to hit those. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> you know, you don't want to hit those types of clubs right from the start. And the only reason I say that is because you could still go out and play the game. You can still enjoy the game with those, but you're not going to have as much fun as you would if you get something a little bit more forgiving. So what do I mean by forgiving? Well, chances are, when you go out and you try... Uh, any type of golf club, you're going to focus on just a few things. You're going to focus on distance, you're going to focus on accuracy, whether or not you're hitting the ball straight, and you're going to probably focus on how high you're hitting the ball. At least you should. You know, getting that ball up in the air is a very important part of this game. Now, any golfer will probably benefit from improving any of those three qualities. And yes, I know there are other qualities and characteristics and metrics that you can chase, but let's just keep it simple for today. Let's say that you're going out to the range, for example, and you're not able to, you know, hit that damn ball straight. You know, that's the biggest thing that any golfers deal with. More often than not, regardless of if you're right-handed or left-handed, you're probably also slicing the ball, especially if you've not played in a long time. So 
one thing that I think is important to know is that while you may get a more forgiving club or something that's marketed as more forgiving, it's a thicker club face or there's that thick sole that I was referencing earlier on the bottom of the club, if your club face is open or shut, let's not forget we've got some people who hook the ball. I'm raising my arm right here. Uh, if that club face is not under control, the ball's still going to go left or right. So regardless of how much forgiveness you have in a club head, if you don't have club head control, if you don't have a good technique, it's not going to magically fix everything for you. So I think there's some realistic expectations that you need to have going in to maybe making a purchasing decision. However, if you're if you're pretty comfortable with your swing, if you have uh, the tendency to hit straighter shots more often than not, then chances are that a more forgiving club will just make that dispersion a little bit tighter. And what I mean by that is for every off-center hit, because let's face it, we all don't hit the middle of the club face, the gear effect, the fact that it's just a physics thing, folks, regardless of where you hit the club or hit the ball, it's going to curve back to the center line. Again, assuming that your club face is actually under control somewhat. So that's one benefit that you could get from a more forgiving club head. And what I like the most about a more forgiving club head, because believe me, folks, you guys know, I've been playing blades for a long time. I've actually recently, just recently this year, made the switch to cavity backs exclusively throughout the bag. And what I really like about that move, and at least in my experience, is no matter where I hit the, the ball on the club face, not only will it you know, curve back a little bit more towards the center line, or at least not go so far offline that I have to go, you know, search in the woods. But it also feels solid. You know, feel is a really big element of forgiveness that I think gets overlooked a lot of times, or at least it's, at least it's not classified as being part of forgiveness. You want to know where you hit the ball in the face. I, I will say that until I'm blue in the face. If you hit it off the toe, you want to know that you hit it off the toe. That way you can make an adjustment in your swing moving forward. But you don't want to be penalized so much in terms of yardage. And that's another important aspect of forgiveness that really you get from a thicker club head or one that has you know, higher MOI or center of gravity is positioned in such a way that you're not going to be penalized as much. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're a newer player, and you don't know what the hell I mean between, you know, MOI, moment of inertia, or center of gravity. You know, it's really not that big of a deal to understand right from the start. People hearing me say that right now, I can just hear them on the THP forums just groaning. It's like, what do you mean it's not a big deal? Well, I'm a firm believer that you don't want to confuse golfers right out of the gate. Let them kind of get their footing before you start throwing all these other terms at, them, at you. But in a very, very simplistic high level... MOI, center of gravity, they work together in a club head design to really give you more forgiveness and help you get the ball in the air a little bit more. I'll just leave it at that. I'm sure uh, our mutual friend Michael Verska is hear hearing this and, and groaning himself. Anyway, accuracy is definitely the paramount quality in golf. You want to be accurate in order to enjoy this game even more. You want that ball to go where you want it to go. Probably the second most, at least in my opinion, is distance, and I know... I know. Trust me, if you follow me on social, if you listen to this show, you know that I've got some opinions on how far the ball's going these days. But I'm going to leave that on the back burner for now, because at the end of the day, it is very important. Distance is a skill, uh, but it's also a characteristic that, you know, a properly fit set of golf clubs can assist you with. And it's a really big part of forgiveness. Earlier in today's episode, I mentioned that when you hit the ball off the toe or the heel, 
less forgiving clubs will penalize you in terms of distance. You know, that when you got to hit that club or hit that, uh, that nine iron 135 yards, for example, and hit it off the toe, it only flies 120 into the drink. Yeah, I've been there. I've done it recently, like this week. <laughs> well, a more forgiving set of clubs, really, when you talk about that term forgiveness, it's, it's you know, allowing you a little bit more leeway when you don't make the best contact in the world. That's, that's really the whole premise behind the term. And so when you get a little bit more, uh, for the lack of a better phrase, meat behind the ball, you know, especially when you have a little bit more of a uh, thicker golf club, for example, and you've got tech in there to help you keep the ball in the air, which we'll get to here in a second, the ball's going to fly further, it's going to stay in the air longer, and you're going to get more distance out of a poorly struck shot. That's just the way that it works. This is most commonly seen, of course, in your driver. You know, a lot of us probably miss uh miss the sweet spot on our driver i know let's all be honest with each other here if you're listening to this in your car ride or if you're sitting at home at your desk think to yourself how often do i actually hit the middle of the club face chances are you probably don't even realize it i'm here to tell you that you don't that often and so you need that extra distance from those mishits have i beat that point to death yet <laughs> well that's really the one of the main reasons why you want a more forgiving golf club and, by the way, this actually extends throughout the entire bag, all the way down to your wedges and, yes, even your putter. There are forgiving short game clubs as well. This was one of, one of the most you know, eye-opening uh, qualities of my own golf game that I've experienced in recent years when I went to more forgiving wedges. For example, Cleveland makes fantastic wedges called the CBX2s, for example. I played those for a very long time. And they are a thicker sole. They've got, you know, a lot more uh, technology built into the club head other than just having a bladed wedge, which most of us, most of you listening to this probably have in your bag right now. Yes, you can get a lot of forgiveness out of a great uh, game improvement wedge. And the same goes for your putters. You know, we hear a lot about blade putters versus mallet putters versus all sorts of different things. There's a million different putters out there. But just like we say with our driver or irons or anything else, we also don't always hit the middle of the putter face either. So you want, especially with lag putting, you want some distance forgiveness there as well. Okay, and then the final quality that I'm going to actually cover here in my, my little intro, because we're going to get to some posts on the THP forum as well here to hear what your thoughts are on forgiveness. The final quality is basically keeping the ball in the air. Launch. You want to keep the ball as high as possible uh, without going excessively high. And I know that kind of sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. The point being, though, is that you don't want a ball flight that is so low that you're not going to allow yourself the opportunity to get as much distance as you can. This is another thing that I really have started to learn and incorporate into my own game over the last few years. And I'll tell you a quick story. So... Uh, not too long ago, some of you who listen to this often know that there was a U.S. Team EMEA uh, distance bash event from the Hackers Paradise. We went down to Hammock Beach in Florida, and, uh, you know, we were just kind of killing some time on the range, uh, at least I was, as some of THPers, lucky THPers who came down uh, to get fit by uh, Danny Lee for some new, some new shafts uh, from U.S. Team EMEA. And I was hit, just hitting balls, you know, hitting a few drives, hitting a few hybrids, and uh, again, Mutual friend, JB, walks up and says, you're just hitting the ball too low. Danny Lee came over. 
said the same thing, hitting the ball too low. I turned back. I'm like, why are you guys watching me hit golf balls? Leave me alone. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but they are basically saying you can change nothing else about your swing, but with an appropriate shaft profile or uh, a more you know, uh, adequate club build for my swing, I can already optimize my uh, performance just by making a couple of those changes. I don't have to change a, a, a single thing about my golf swing. And lo and behold, after tinkering with a few things, I was able to achieve that. And so for those who are chasing distance, for those who uh, you know want to hit it even just 10 yards further, chances are you've already got that capacity. You just need to change your golf club a little bit, adjust it, especially if your club has that ability to get that those gains, to get that ball in the air a little bit longer. Now, does this mean that you go run out to the driving range right now, start turning every screw and, and hosel and everything that you've got? Well, I mean, you can, but do you actually know what you're doing? Chances are most golfers don't. Hell, I'll even include myself in that. Go and get fit. I know it can be, uh, it's an added cost. I know that. We all get it. We understand that there's an added cost to the service. But let me tell you, if you go out and you spend, you know, $50 on a round of golf, and you do that twice a month, or in some instances, twice a week, you're already spending that money on what could have been for a fitting. So you're still able to go and hit golf balls in a fitting, folks. I mean, that's a really important part of a, of a custom fitting. I was having this conversation with a friend the other day. He's like, why would I pay for a fitting when I could just go and play golf instead? I, I couldn't believe that. Why wouldn't you do that? Spend the money on something that's going to improve your game. You're going to be 100%, I guarantee it, you're going to be 100% surprised at what you can actually accomplish with your own clubs right now that perhaps you're not getting prior to a fitting. So, anyway, those are my three reasons why you want to go and play more forgiving clubs. And again, I didn't say what type of clubs you need to go get. Just consider ones that are more forgiving than what you're playing right now. Chances are, you could probably use a little bit of help in one of those three categories. But don't just take it from me. So uh, there was a great forum, uh, there was a great thread, I should say, on the forum over at thehackersparadise.com, and the title of the thread is Forgiveness versus Precision. Go out there right now after you listen to this, search for it, you'll find it. A lot of great comments in there, and so here's a few, just from other Hackers Paradise members golfers just like you and me commenting on the difference between forgiveness and precision because it you know the thread kicks off asking just the general question is there an assumption that more forgiving clubs lack precision think about that for a second think about all the things that i just mentioned earlier all of those kind of speak to being a little bit more precise and accurate in your game right well, a few other people had some things to say. So here's Billy H. He's one of the first comments on this thread. And he said, I think the misnomer of forgiveness and precision when it comes to golf clubs is more of a lack of workability. That's interesting. So when you think about forgiveness, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you hit the ball off the toe, off the heel, you're going to probably, you know, be able to get that ball to, you know, stay a little bit straighter, a little bit more accurate. That doesn't mean that you can't work the ball left to right or right to left. It doesn't mean that you can also work the ball high or low. You can change trajectory. 
none of that is compromised because you're playing a more forgiving club. You might not be able to bend the ball as much as perhaps you would with a muscle back iron, but you're still able to do it. That just has to do with club face and swing path. And if you're a talented or skilled enough golfer where you're able to actually control your hands and your swing in such a way, yeah, you can still hit a draw or a fade. There's no reason why you wouldn't be able to. Data Dude is another comment here. He says, I think forgiving clubs have more precision. They are very repeatable and accurate. I think what they lack is versatility. You can always hit more shots with a smaller, more basic head shape. Eh, I don't know. I go back and forth on that, Data Dude. Forgiveness has its place in the bag. It just doesn't have to be every club. So I understand what he's saying there. I understand that, you know, maybe even in contrast to what I mentioned earlier, you don't necessarily need forgiveness across your bag, but that is very golfer-specific. I think there is definitely an opportunity to benefit from more forgiveness regardless of club that you're using. But if you're a great putter, for example, you probably don't want to change too much in that area, especially a club that you hit literally on every hole. If you're a good wedge player, could you benefit from more uh, a more forgiving wedge? Probably, but do you need it, quote-unquote? Maybe not. Again, the whole point here is that you need to really just diagnose your own game. See where you're going to benefit the most from, and more accurately, where you're going to struggle the most during a round of golf. And everybody knows where you struggle the most. There's probably a club that's more forgiving that can help you there. So let's see if we could take a look uh, a little bit more here, scrolling down here. Now, our, our good friend uh, Dan, Canadan, he uh, shares a picture here of... Uh, Arnold Palmer, golf is a game of inches. The most important are the six inches between your ears. Yeah, that is a very important reminder from one of the golf's best golfers ever. Arnie, not Dan. Um, it's all mental. A lot of it is mental. You know, you could play great golf with very unforgiving clubs. And you could play great golf with, you know, a whole full full bag of hybrid clubs. Just depends on what you do with it once you have it. Okay, so here's a, here's a really interesting comment that comes from uh, THP member Kev. I would maybe replace the word precision with constant. Hmm. I feel like a super game improvement style of club is less consistent and can have big differences in distances. I guess that would also mean precision, but consistency is the word I prefer with them. So I think uh, Kev is talking not only about constant, but also consistency here. So... Big differences in distance, at least in my experience, doesn't necessarily have to do with the build of the club per se. When we talk about dispersion, the first thing that may come to mind is left to right dispersion. Are you spraying the ball all over the place? But dispersion also refers to short and long, that different axis there. If you're hitting a wedge a certain distance every single time, but all of a sudden nothing changes in your swing, you make the same contact on the face and the ball flies 10 yards shorter, that's an issue. I would say that probably has a lot less to do with how forgiving a club is and more, are you swinging the right club for you? Just my opinion. I think there's a lot of variables there that go into whether or not uh, you know, you're going to be successful with a shot especially on that type of, of distance dispersion, you know, if you're seeing that great of a difference. So just a pretty interesting comment there. So let me scroll down here a little bit more. Ah, here's a great one from uh, member Golden Buff. 
little bit of a longer comment, so bear with me here. I often think about aspects of this question. I don't know. I hit some clubs and balls land within a few yards of each other over and over. I hit other clubs, same setup, and I spray the balls around. Some players' clubs feel forgiving to me. Some game improvement clubs feel precise to me. I feel like with golf, there are simple narratives, and then there is this, the reality of the golfer and too many little variables to quantify. The reason I like this comment so much is because I think this, is, this really pertains to most golfers who, who take their game seriously. And, and notice that I didn't say that they were fantastic golfers. It's just golfers like you and me who, who take it seriously, who want to improve, and who are actually out there experimenting with different clubs to see what's best for them. So there's a lot of good stuff in this comment. You know, when you talk about precision and when you talk about forgiveness, what is it that you're actually looking for? And this gets back to how we opened this, this episode up. Are you looking to get a little bit more distance? Are you looking to be more precise in terms of your accuracy? Uh, the general, I just want to be more consistent, is something that I, when I talk to you know teaching pros, they say, everybody comes to me asking, for to, you know, I just want to be more consistent. At the end of the day, you need to go and try many different things. Okay, you need to try. There's so many options out there that it's it's almost impossible. I'll, I'll go that far. It's almost impossible to not find the right combination that's going to benefit your game the most. You just have to put the effort into it. You have to go and go to a, and again, I'm going to say it one more time, go to a professional club fitter. Let, let them know where you struggle in your game. And get down to the specifics of, I need to hit the ball further, you know, uh, whatever it is. And let and just stay open. Let them kind of treat you like a blank canvas. You know, they're going to come to you if they're, if they're worth anything. They're going to come to you. And they're going to give you all sorts of different options to try. Because, you know, Golden Buff is right here. Some game improvement clubs are just going to feel more precise than others. Others, it's going, to look, it's going to feel like you're on autopilot, where you just get up there, it's the easiest club in the world to hit, but maybe you don't control it as much as, as probably you should. So there's, uh, at least at the time of this recording, there's three pages of comments on this topic, and I really highly encourage you to go out and take a look at all of them. Uh, but one term that continues to come up in this thread, as well as in conversations that I have about this topic, is spin. You know, uh, there's a lot of marketing out there these days that talk about, you know, reducing spin, especially with the driver. You need to get that spin lower. You need to get less RPMs so that, you know, for whatever reason, distance will be the benefit of that. You know, that's not always the case. And if I think if you go out to thehackersparadise.com and you, and you watch any videos up there um, where they're talking about, you know, new drivers, they're testing new equipment, whatever. They also, there's a lot of educational videos out there talking about the importance of spin. And it's not just, you know, spin, you know, side spin, for example, which frankly, there really isn't such a thing. It's just that the axis of the, of the ball is changing a little bit. That's a little bit more nerdy and I'm sure that I'll probably butcher it. But the point being is though, you know, you don't need to reduce spin as much as possible. That's that's just not the way that it works. And I think over the course of time, and this is probably another topic for another day, you know, golf club marketing has kind of kind of spoiled that for us, or at least the the information has come across uh, maybe not the way that it was intended. So what this boils down to again, folks, is you got to get fit. You have to go out. You have to try a lot of things. You don't have to spend a lot of money to go get fit. Chances are you probably have 
a club fitter near you, whether it's at a golf course or a brick and mortar shop, club champion, for example, and they probably are, they're running a special, I'm sure. Just go and give them a call. All right. So end of the day, is forgiveness right for you? Should you buy more forgiving golf clubs? I believe you can. I believe that you should at least consider it. You literally have nothing to lose and everything to gain here, because let's face it, if you go to a more forgiving club shape or a more forgiving club style, you're not going to get worse at the game. You're probably only going to get better if your game needs it. So go out, give it a try. That's the best part of this game is that there are so many options out there that you can try pretty much anything and you might find something special for yourself. So Hope you liked today's conversation, folks. Let me know what you think about this whole forgiveness discussion. You can reach out to me directly via email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. You know you can find me all over social media at Golf Unfiltered, particularly on Twitter when I'm not getting myself into trouble. And, of course, you can go out to thehackersparadise.com and join the forum. Get in on the conversation. A lot of smart people there. And, uh, and Dan. Dan's there, too. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope you have a nice, safe week. Keep in touch. We'll be back soon.